Naughty Nature takes an unfiltered look at the R-rated side of nature, so this podcast may not be suitable for all audiences. I'm Todd, and I like turtles. I'm Lindsay, and I like fungus. I'm Rachel, and I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all kind of are. Yeah, we. if we sound a little stuffy today, we apologize. Also, I like birds. We want to let you guys know, before we go any further, that this podcast is rated R for strong language. Some graphic content. Sex references. Animal sex references. An- only animals. Yes. Only animals. <laughs> yes. And this week, we're actually doing a special edition Christmas podcast episode. <laughs> Yay, Christmas! And I really want to name it XXXmas. <laughs> <laughs> Can I please name it that? Oh, my gosh. I think yes. it is. Yes! Okay. <laughs> I wonder if people, when they see that, they're going to think we're just reading them Christmas porn. I mean, then they'll click on it. <laughs> And they'll learn things about nature. So that's fine. (laughs) I think there's no problem with that. Um, But we decided to go old school, and each of us has something to share. Each of our things are a little different. Um, Lindsay's going to open us up with a Christmas story. Mm -hmm. I'm going to talk about gift giving. And uh, I'm going to talk about reindeer balls. I'm really excited about that. Yeah, you should be. It's fun. So... That's that's what we've got going on today. And I think we decided that Lindsay should open us up because she has like an actual story to tell us. And I'm mm-hmm. pretty excited to hear what you have to say. Okay. I need to give a little bit of background first for us or for the listeners. For everybody. Okay. So uh, we're going to be talking about a specific kind of fungus today. I know that probably doesn't make sense, but it's a Christmas story. Um, we're going to talk about one kind specifically. It's a very iconic mushroom. It's in like Mario and... It's one people picture when they think of mushrooms, and that's the fly agaric or Amanita muscaria. Okay. That the red and white one? Yep, that's the red and white one. I was going to describe it. Oh, it's sorry. a pretty, <laughs> oh, you're good, uh, robust mushroom. It's very large and it's chunky, and it's got a red cap with white. Um, they're called scales, but for this instance, um, they're just like white spots all over the top of the cap. So okay. it's red and white, and it's big it's pretty much all you need to know at this point i'm already getting some christmas vibes yeah. from this mushroom <laughs> based on your description yeah it's very christmasy um this is the one that's like a hallucinogen yeah so that's okay. what i was gonna go into <laughs> next so other than its appearance it's important that for the purposes of this story that you know that this mushroom does have a hallucinogenic properties and um some say it gives the sensation of flying. Is that how Mario can fly sometimes? <gasps> oh my god, I never thought about that. Probably. Actually, I think I've seen memes about that. Hmm. Anyway, so um, we're going to get started with a little bit of a story, but um, this particular story pertains to an indigenous culture from Northern Europe, mostly in Norway, I think. Ooh, I think... Not sure. So this indigenous culture is called the Sami, or the Sami. It's S-A-M-I. I'm yeah. not confident with my pronunciation. There are some words in here that... Not either. I feel like I've heard it pronounced Sami, though. Yeah, I think it is Sami. But that could just be American bastardization of words. It could be. So to start our story off, I want you to imagine that you're a Sami reindeer herder. 
What do I look like? You are, you have a scraggly beard. Beautiful. Brown. Okay. You're covered in furs. You can't see much because it's freezing up there and it's the middle of winter. I think that's about it. Okay. Yeah. And you have a sled or like a little sled that can be drawn by reindeer. Okay. While you're out and about herding your reindeer, uh, you start to feel kind of sick. So you go home and you curl up in your sleeping skins and you put a call in through the Tiger Telegraph to contact your local shaman and hopefully he can get out there and cure you rather quickly. What's the Tiger Telegraph? It's like a... Is it like that Way one to scene communicate. from like 101 Dalmatians when they just all bark across town? and Kind of. <laughs> it's more like you tell somebody and they're like, oh, I saw the shaman over here. And they tell somebody and it's like... A game of telephone. It's like a, t- it's like a game of telephone to contact the shaman and be like, hey, this guy's sick. Can they use crows? Ooh, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't know a whole lot about this indigenous. They have them, ravens in I'm imagining them using yeah. some kind of... Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. Ominous. He contacts the local shaman through the telephone method or the Tiger Telegraph. And um, probably about 40 minutes later or so, apparently the shaman rolls up in a reindeer-drawn sled. And it's faster than having a sled pulled by dogs. Okay. So a sled being pulled by a reindeer will get you across 10 miles in about 40 minutes. Nice. Whereas it would take an hour if it was pulled by dogs. So it's a fun little tidbit. Hmm. Saving 20 minutes by reindeer yeah, power. Exactly. Okay. So um, he rolls up in his reindeer drawn sled, and your front door to your hut is completely snowed in. So he enters your hut via the smoke hole. <laughs> <laughs> you might see where this is going. I, yeah. <laughs> Prior to his arrival, that shaman ate three dried carposinus. What? Yep. And What's, that's the Sammy word for the flag, Eric. What? What? Or our, it's just the local terminology for this species of mushroom that we talked about. Oh, I've already forgotten all the words you used for that mushroom's name. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Ma- the Mario mushroom. Fly-agara. Yeah, the Mario mushroom, the fly agaric, Amanita muscaria, the red and white one. Is fly agaric its common name? Mm-hmm. It's a terrible common name. Oh, I know. Yeah, How, I know. What is that word even? Agaric? Fly? Fly, fly, like a like a fly, like an insect. Agaric. Yeah, agaric is the um, g. No, it's the order. That's lame. I know, but is it named that because it makes you feel like you're gonna fly? I don't know. <laughs> Your face just got real wide. <laughs> I never thought about that. I know that it attracts flies. Oh, well. Let's pretend mm. it's the other one. Yeah. For okay. this for this story, let's pretend. So <laughs> this shaman rolls up in his reindeer sled, enters your hut through the smoke hole, and prior to his visit, he ate three of these mushrooms. So he's flying. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he, he spent a lot of time collecting these mushrooms and then setting them in evergreen trees to dry them out <gasps> and then taking them back out. After okay. a certain amount of time. Todd is grinning over there. <laughs> um, so he, he peers at you in what is pretty obviously an altered state. And you realize <laughs> he probably isn't actually in that room with you. Uh, after a couple of minutes, he declares his diagnosis. And he says, you have been cursed by your neighbor who thinks you stole his reindeer. Wow. And you think, damn him. He'll do anything to get his hands on my heart. <laughs> But the shaman says, I can get rid of the curse. 
So after a little preparation, he kind of stoops over and starts beating on his reindeer skin drum. And it's covered in these elaborate decorations and it's trimmed in some bare teeth and claws. And he starts Sick. chanting phrases in an unknown language to us, but you can understand him because you're a Sammy. And um, <laughs> <laughs> he starts saying things like, go down, down into the underworld. And every now and then he leans over and he spits on you. Ew. And that's because his saliva is known to contain healing particles. <laughs> so you welcome this spit like a hot shower. Oh, God. <laughs> and objecting would actually be really insulting for him, so it's best to just let him spit on you. Okay. Okay. Oh, I hate this. Oddly enough, this shaman actually looks like the fly Garrick Mushroom. He's got this white, <laughs> scraggly beard. Uh... He's got red all over. Or that's what... They used to think they looked like. No one's really 100% sure, but okay. they wear red and they have white long beards and <laughs> it, it gets better. So <laughs> after some chanting and some spitting and some banging on the drum, you miraculously feel better. Oh. And you're grateful to your visitor, uh, all the while thinking of how you're going to curse your neighbor to get back at them. Nice. Now, you thank him, but he tells you to thank the mushroom instead because... The shaman tells you, it transported me to the realm of the underworld where the mistress of the dead permitted me to retrieve your missing soul, which allowed me to heal you. Oh. Thanks, mistress. Yep. It's a Christmas miracle. It's a miracle. <laughs> so you reward the shaman with some reindeer meat, especially the fat. Um, his big round belly suggests he's been rewarded like this several times before. And he <laughs> clamors back up your smoke hole and you plot your neighbor's death. Amazing. Yes. This is a little side note, okay? I think it's important to note that these reindeer during the fall rut are especially looking for protein, so they would eat a lot of these flat garrick mushrooms themselves. Oh, are they just mm. all over the Arctic up there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When they eat this mushroom, they end up stumbling around in a way that makes them seem like they're stoned. And as a reindeer... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're stoked. And as a reindeer herder, it's hard for you to control your herd. So you collect a bunch of these mushrooms and leave a trail of these mushrooms for the deer to follow, making it easier for you to get your reindeer herd to where you want them to go. It seems like that would slow you down a lot. Probably. But if your reindeer are stoned and stumbling around, it might be worth it. <laughs> I don't what? know. <laughs> it would definitely be time-consuming, but... They, they'll follow it. Like, they love these mushrooms. You think they'd start to deviate after a certain point and just... I don't know. You're so high and just you wander off, but... Maybe that's maybe. the point of the mushrooms. <laughs> like, they're following the trail of yeah. mushrooms. Like, it's a trail of breadcrumbs yes. back to your cabin. Yes. And you're yeah. just, like, there watching them be dumb as shit. <laughs> getting stoned as hell. <laughs> and then great. if the driver is also stoned as hell, then, you know, they're extra guaranteed to make it back. Yeah. I mean, you know those, <laughs> you know those reindeer herders were definitely enjoying that too so no one's actually interviewed a reindeer and asked them about why they like these mushrooms but if they could talk i suspect they might say they enjoy the sensation of flying uh, so <laughs> bear with me okay it is now present day and it's the night before christmas and not a creature is stirring in your house not even a mouse? Not even a mouse. Oh. Well, no creature except for you because you're putting on some last-minute decorations. On the spruce tree that you cut down, that's never going to reach maturity. <laughs> <laughs> what a dig. I know. Man. I need to be a little morbid. 
Um, Suddenly, you hear a loud noise coming from your chimney, and an overweight man with a disheveled white beard lands in the fireplace. His method of entry suggests that he might be a shaman, but for present-day purposes, it's probably not what you immediately think. So you ask the fat man, are you going to rob me? And the idea strikes him as funny, and he bursts out laughing, somewhat it's, it's like a vulgar laugh. Oh, it's not uh, like jovial? or mm, No. Okay. Probably not. He then shows you a bag of near that's nearly bursting at the seams. And uh, this visitor is kind of a hybrid concoction of commercialism, fiction, <laughs> and things that have just been pieced together from the past. Luckily, he doesn't spit on you or beat a drum while chanting in an unknown language, nor does he appear to be in an altered state, though you kind of wonder if he's had a few beers. (laughs) Okay. Kind of smells like it. Um, This fat man unties his bag and sees, and you see that he's brought gifts for you and your family. You stare at him and maybe, just maybe, you might detect in his robust body, not to mention the bright red outfit with white buttons and trimming. That underneath all of that, there's a certain robust red and white mushroom. So, ladies and gentlemen, I give you the story of Santa Claus. And you can thank a mushroom. Thank you, mushrooms. The true Christmas miracle. The true Christmas miracle. <laughs> the reason for the season. The true reason for Christmas. <laughs> Hallucinogenic fungus. Stoned health providers. And reindeer. And reindeer. <laughs> There's my Christmas story. That was beautiful, Lindsay. I hope so. That was great. I, th- I think it'd be fun to have alternative Santa encounters. What does like that mean? If someone just came up to Santa and he spit on you. <laughs> and then just explain to him, hey. That's how diseases is, are spread. This is, well, this is how it was done. Yeah. This is this is the true spirit of Christmas. Yeah. Yes. Being <laughs> spat on by Santa That's Claus. what we're going to have. <laughs> Next year at Bringing in the Greens, we should have Mark just spit on kids. Oh, it's a great. Oh, don't. Hey, we Santa Claus. Oh, yeah. I mean, Santa, Santa Claus comes. Santa comes and, and Santa spits will spit on, on all your kid. children. Yeah. <laughs> Ignore the man behind He's the curtain. He's curing them of all ailments. <laughs> so I talked about stone Santa Clauses and bringing gifts. And I think that's a good segue for Todd's topic. Yay! I'm going to talk about gift giving too. It doesn't involve being stoned, oh. although that might have been the catalyst for the. Can we just pretend how it started? Sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> it also takes place in a cold European country, and Rachel, you'll probably appreciate this. But Iceland. Iceland. Yes. Get that Iceland. Their their Christmas tradition doesn't involve hallucinogenic mushrooms or even Santa that I know of. Oh. But they have. <gasps> I think I know. A hey, y- shut up. I'm not saying anything. Let Todd talk. I am. A Yule cat. Oh, I did not know. Oh, I, I did know this. <laughs> I did not know. I thought <laughs> Tell it was us about the Yule cat. Like a wooden shoe. I think that's Sweden, though. And this is kind of a fun... Is This This might be hard for Rachel to... I mean, you love Iceland. I do. And some people know your feelings on cats. I hate cats. <laughs> well, no, that's not fair. I love cats. Feral cats. I just hate outdoor cats. Keep your cats inside. They're domesticated. Mm. They have a much better life. This is a side note. I'm going to stop ranting. Okay, <laughs> continue. So their their tradition involves, in order to stave off the, the Yuletime cat. <laughs> is this a real cat or is it a fictional cat? It's a fictional cat. Okay, just making so sure. <laughs> there are terrifying parts of Christmas all across of Europe awesome. that date back to basically dark ages. 
Uh, Krampus is probably the most popular, but yes. yeah, this, this Yule time cat in Iceland pretty much does the same thing. It will eat children. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if, if they're not good. I was a little too excited about that. Um, it'll steal a family's food. Nice. And Very cat-like. The way you get rid of this cat or the way you keep this cat from eating you is that you give people clothing. People? Yes. Not so the cat. You gift, you're giving each other clothing. And if you're wearing new clothing, and I imagine like an Icelandic sweater that someone yeah. you know, shaved a sheep and knit. knit themselves, either a sweater or a sock, a hat, something yes. like that. Some article. Because that's clothing. what all Icelandic people wear, right? Sheep. Absolutely, yeah. W- wool clothing that they made themselves. Yes. That is how you keep... Saivar, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you keep this cat away. Otherwise, it will eat you. Amazing. And steal your family's food. It's horrifying. And if you go through like all those cultures across Europe, that's really pretty typical. Krampus and there's some scary Christmas-related creatures out there. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if you think Santa being high is a little different, that's... Pretty much the norm yeah. across the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our current celebration of Christmas is pretty like sanitized and commercialized. Oh yeah. yeah. It's way It's very safe. There. Like eating cookies. Please. <sighs> what happened to eating kids? Give me some good reindeer fat. <laughs> <laughs> and, and children. <laughs> Feed the cats. And some, children. <laughs> some fresh children. And hallucinogenic <gasps> mushrooms. Mm. So regardless of what you celebrate, usually you think of some kind of gift giving this time of year. Yes. But people aren't the only people that give gifts. Turns out there's a lot of animals in nature that like like to share something. Usually there's something attached to it or some kind of ulterior motive. Like sperm. It's usually sex-related. Yes. Not always. Oh, really? There's some genuinely considerate animals out there. Oh. In fact, there's even a few cases of animals sharing gifts with people. Uh, one of my favorite stories is a murder of crows that basically started to appreciate a young girl in Seattle that fed them on a very regular basis. Yes. <laughs> she started feeding crows every morning. It could range from whatever she was having for breakfast to after a few months after realizing these crows kind of expected to be fed, uh, started feeding them peanuts. Mm. And when they started feeding those crows peanuts, they started leaving gifts on the patio table, usually shiny things. Of course, yeah. Could be animal parts. There were a few bones and, and things like that that were mixed in. There's a collection of everything that Aww. they left on a table. They kept it all. This they looks did. like um, the Little Mermaid's treasure trove or something. <laughs> Just like a bunch of random shit. Yep. <laughs> Called a dingle hopper. I was on somebody's TikTok account yesterday where she had a crow that hung out a lot and like its parents dropped off a stick with bird eyes on it. Just like bird eyes plucked That's straight out savage. the skull oh my word yeah, she's like oh, i wasn't sure if this was a gift or a warning <laughs> yeah <laughs> these look like gifts though definitely gifts there's even jewelry um like half of a best friend's bracelet like the best part oh and oh bones they even helped out the family uh the, the mother lost the lens cap of her of her camera and it ended up in the bird bath nice i want to be friends with crows so crows can be very considerate can be can be i love crows <laughs> people have mixed feelings about them but there's nothing mixed about crows they're amazing i agree don't mix your feelings about about them appreciate them more than cats they're very smart <laughs> too smart some would say i bet they would take over the world yeah people who are intimidated by crows think that they're too smart crows and octopuses should never get together oh, we would die 
That Personally, um, I will happily sign my soul over to our new crow <laughs> and cephalopod overlords. You know what? I think I'm with you on that. Thank you. Hey, with ocean acidification and rising seawater temperatures, the ocean is predicted to become way more tentacly, and pretty much jellyfish and cephalopods are going to rule the world. Awesome. Release the oceans. That's where it's going to start. <laughs> it's a matter of time before they come on land. So again, we're probably going to have, this will be its own topic as far as animal gift giving, but one of my favorites are, there's a spider species that likes to wrap up little packages and give them to potential girlfriends. Packages of what? Treats. Oh, that's cute. Dead treats. Crickets. Ideally. Mm. Now, turns out they're not always a nice present. What do you mean? So you never know what you're going to get. So when the spider presents the package it is wrapped in silk don't necessarily know what's in there and she does have to unwrap it to actually start start eating now some of these spiders have learned that well hell i can just wrap up anything oh no those assholes they are assholes and one study said about 70 percent weren't really any kind of treat at all they would just wrap up maybe an insect husk or a part maybe just like the leg of a cricket not the whole cricket, like after you'd already eaten it. At that point, why would you even open the gifts? And like if you're receiving this- 70% bullshit presents, <laughs> <laughs> like I would just veto all presents at that point. But Eat the males. Copulation would usually take place while, yeah, she was trying to oh, get inside. So he's it. tricking her. Yes. That bastard. Yeah. Sneaky spiders. Does, does she eat him afterwards? She should. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't a part that wasn't mentioned in the study. But that is an idea that why a lot of spiders do do that is they don't want to be eaten themselves. So the idea is if you present a present to a female who's hungry, you're less likely to be eaten yourself. Mm-hmm. Assuming she doesn't exact some retribution. Retribution. <laughs> Which she should. She should. In that case. Because if you give basically an empty present, you deserve to be eaten. By spider logic? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's worse than most logically. No, that's like very similar to like Christmas morning opening up your PlayStation 4 box and it's got a bunch of fucking coal in it or something. Oh. That would be so traumatizing. That would be traumatizing. I would eat my parents. You would need therapy later. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. I wouldn't. One time I got coal in my stocking. Did you get any actual presents? Yeah. Just in addition to coal in your stocking. What, yeah. did, what did you do that year? Oh, that so I don't bad. know, but I was awful. <laughs> <laughs> I distinctly remember. I still have it. It's like a piece of polished black coal, and it's got a snowman painted on it. Oh, that's actually kind of cute. That was cute. Speaking of decorating a tree. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was the perfect segue. Okay, okay. Yeah, One of the best animals that decorates a tree is by far the Shrike. Yes. And it is... Yeah, it's a fabulous-looking tree, at least, at least for shrikes. Now, they don't use berries. They don't use mushrooms. They use bodies. Awesome. Live bodies or dead bodies? They're live for a little bit <laughs> until they are put on the spike or the thorn of whatever. Yeah. Yes. They get impaled. Or even cactuses, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Shri- Arizona Shri- Christmas. Yes. <laughs> that was perfect. For I any- want to see a cactus Christmas shrike there's, tree. There's got to be like regular cactus Christmas trees out there. Yeah, oh, I've yeah. Seen those. But like 
There should be. There can be. There should be. Yeah, one with, you know, Christmas horned lizards shirt. and yeah. little rodents on it. Yeah, bird songbird heads. Just yes. on a spike. Now, shrikes, for people who don't know what that is, are a bird. And they're not like a large... Usually you think of a predatory bird, you think of like a hawk or a falcon or something that's really yeah. a large bird that, that hunts something. But shrikes, you know, they're, they're smaller than a robin. They're they're like songbird size. How, yeah. how large would you say, what would you compare your shrike to? As it's far probably as a about bird? robin size. About robin size? Yeah. So imagine a robin picking up a lizard and just stabbing it on a thorn. Decapitating. Yeah. Maybe just the head. For maybe later <laughs> consumption. Yep. If or it remembers. If it remembers. For yeah. gift giving purposes. Oh! <laughs> Tell us more. <laughs> this is more your arena. It's fun having someone else talk about birds. Yeah. That isn't Rachel. Oh. I think I know somewhat about this. Don't spoil it. Todd, it's Todd's turn. Oh, okay. Go ahead. No, you go. It's yours. I'm not really that sure about it. Don't they present something to the potential mate? Well, from my understanding, and correct me if I'm wrong, bird lady... Um, on it. <laughs> we're both looking to Rachel for yeah. I think <laughs> strike confirmation. I think they have a mate. They mate for life, right? Uh, no, no. But they have long-term monogamous mates. I don't know. Or for like a season. It could be seasonally monogamous. I'm not really sure to be honest. Okay, I know that they have a mate, and um, they will be very attentive to their mate and like raise some chicks and uh. The sketchy bit about this is that he also has a side, a side bird. Side oh. Yeah, he's got a side chick, and uh, he'll present gifts to his his main squeeze, but he'll actually give more dead animal gifts to his side chick. She gets the diamond ring and whatnot, like the, the and the, the Mercedes. The fan, yeah. We talked about this during the summer, didn't we? We mm-hmm. did. Yep. Okay, it was, was mine. I think I talked. Okay, because I, I didn't think, I think it was me. Yeah, I think it was me. It's it's not been that long, no. but I've already totally forgotten a lot of this stuff. Yep. It flooded back just now. I forgot what topic that was. Cheaters. Che- cheaters, oh, yeah, right. and liars. We had um, bluebirds, too. That was mine. So, yeah, the shark gives gifts to his side chick. Better gifts better to gifts. the side chick. Yeah, better gifts, more nutritious gifts than he gives to the one that's actually raising his babies. Oh. Well, those are probably his babies, too. Probably. And the side chick. At least I think some they of them. do have a yeah. side chick brood. Oh, my God. Well, maybe she's getting treats from another one. Ooh, maybe double, she's a double ooh, side chick. when he's gone, his regular chick is somebody else's side hoe. <gasps> oh, shit. <laughs> you know what's the gift that keeps on giving? Reindeer balls? Balls. <laughs> <laughs> I really like memes. You don't say. No, I do say. You know what's better than enjoying memes? Making them? Well, making them is also fun. But I was going to say learning things from memes. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I encountered this topic on wild green memes for ecological fiends <laughs> in the form of a meme. And I was like, what? And so then I did some research and I was like, yo, this is actually really freaking cool. Anyway, so I, I learned a lot about balls and... <laughs> Wait, that's not what I meant to say. (laughs) I learned a lot about deer (laughs) and balls, I guess, um, tangentially, and antlers. And um, the main question that I had, because this is how it it relates to Christmas, it's not not really gift-giving or hallucinogenic mushrooms and Santa Clauses, but 
I want to know, were Santa's reindeer male or female? Which is a good question. Yeah, it is. Do either of you know or think you know the answer to that question? We'll check it at the end. But I'm pretty sure female reindeer have antlers. Are they all one gender? Do we know that? We We Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen. Rudolph is definitely a dude. Oh my God. Side note. Did you know that reindeer actually have a red nose syndrome? What? But it's caused by like a... Um, a parasitic larva. You're kidding. No, I think it might be caused by something else, but there's something that infects their noses and it makes them turn bright red and it gets all swollen and it's really painful. Sometimes oh, it results no. in death. But <gasps> Rudolph has a fungal infection. It's not fungal. <laughs> oh, what is it? It's like um, like a fly larva that's parasitic or it's oh, God. something like that. It's not fungal. So the larva itself is red? No, the nose turns so red because of the infection. Shit. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. I know. <laughs> That's disgusting. Okay, but the verdict is still out on whether okay. Santa's reindeer are male or female. And we're talking about biological sex here. You can't really ask a reindeer what identifies as. And so we're not. We're just talking about basic, general, sexual morphology. Santa's reindeer, are they male I'll guess male. or female? I'm guessing female. Okay. You know? Okay. Yeah. We got it covered. Okay. Now, I will, I will tell you, typical real-life reindeer sled teams are in fact male Mm. but we're talking about a fictional character so anything can go they could have been flying metaphorically too so that's fine too i had like a million (laughs) sources on this one uh including a reindeer health aid manual (laughs) which i read there's a lot of really fun uh diagrams and illustrations of internal anatomy but i will i will let you know first that reindeer both males and females have antlers yes so Technically speaking, from what we know now, it is possible for it to be either one. So let's let's talk about regular deer first, because reindeer are pretty different from regular deer. In regular deer... Like a white-tailed deer. Like a white-tailed deer. Okay. Which sex grows antlers? Males. Obviously, yes. Males. males. That should have been a very fast answer, you guys. <laughs> males. In regular deers, only the males develop antlers, mm-hmm. and those deer need testosterone in order to develop their antlers so testosterone during puberty when their bodies change and there's that rise in hormones that causes the first antler growth boom the antler can grow without testosterone but in order for the antler to start growing it needs testosterone so here's a question what happens to deer when they get their balls chopped off because the Gonads are the source of those gonadal hormones, right? So like in female animals or mammals, typically it's the ovaries that cause estrogen Mm -hmm. and and, uh, the testes in males that cause testosterone, right? So what happens to a deer when you chop its balls off? Specifically what happens to their antlers? They don't grow. They don't start. They get all fucked up. Do they? <laughs> they do. So this is kind of crazy. Um, it depends when it happens. So after puberty, they will never produce normal antlers. Hmm. Never. But they will produce something that's kind of like a weirdo, mutated, crazy rack of antlers. I think we call those atypicals atypicals Mm -hmm. Uh, is this like a deer hunting term yeah Yeah. okay i did not know that i was just making sure (laughs) they're hard to score 
They are like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I was actually reading some stories about them, and so, and sometimes what happens is deer will um, castrate themselves on fences when they jump yes. over fences. Yeah, and so it fucks up their balls, and then they grow funky, weird ass antlers. And I read one that was like a thirty six point buck who definitely like castrated himself, and they, the God. guy um, hunted on his own property. So we like tracked the same deer on a trail cam, and mm-hmm. like he was totally fine for a few years, and then one year. He accidentally castrated himself and then just like never stopped growing the antlers. So the antlers just stay in velvet and that's when the antlers are covered in like fuzzy skin and it feeds blood to it. So they're covered in velvet and they just keep growing. They they never stop growing. They never mineralize or turn into bone. They just continue to branch and go crazy. And obviously that's pretty bad yeah. <laughs> for a deer. You want to see a picture? Yes. I was, I can find I was about to Google it. Yeah, Google it and find us a picture because there's some like really freaking crazy stuff out there. So they never shed. They keep them the entire year because normally – Oh, like, my God. Yeah, these are wild. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's freaking crazy. For example. <laughs> yeah, so after the deer reaches puberty, ooh, they just keep growing forever and get oh, crazy. that's so uncomfortable. Oh, yeah, for sure. I wonder if people create, like, atypical racks by doing that on purpose. Could be. I mean, it, like, kills the deer, though. And it's always going to be velvet. It's never going to be, like, oh, my God, that's insane. Mm-hmm. And that's that's for all, like, cervids besides reindeer mm-hmm. that I'm talking about because reindeer are very different. And with regular deer, it's only the males that grow them. And it's pretty clear that testosterone is, is what regulates antler growth. Mm-hmm. So, um Reindeer do have pretty impressive antlers. Oh god, sure. yeah. Mm-hmm. I should have brought. I have one that I that I picked up, um, but it's at home. So, one reason we know for sure that testosterone is causing antler growth and regulation in deer is that if you have a castrated deer in captivity for some reason, and you're like, "I'd like this guy to grow regular ass antlers, please," you can inject it with testosterone. And it'll grow normal antlers. And the second you stop the testosterone injections, they'll just be cast off and fall off. Yeah. This was in an article, and I want to read you a quote. Um, so you can reverse the changes, but, quote, use caution when handling these animals as they will become aggressive and show the <laughs> typical behavioral signs of rut. <laughs> so, yeah, you can reverse the, the traits on antlers, but testosterone is also affecting their behaviors and shit, too. Mm-hmm. So they will behave like testosterone-upped regular bull deer. Okay. What about reindeer? So reindeer are very, very unique because both sexes grow antlers. Mm -hmm. What's also cool is that these guys will start growing their antlers pretty much right after birth. So they don't wait until puberty. They actually start growing their antlers before they ever reach puberty. Which should set off yeah, some like it's not hormone driven. It's not necessarily driven by those hormones in the gonads. So here's what's crazy: which genitalia they have, whether they even have every part of their genitalia, does not affect their antler growth. Amazing. You can chop off a reindeer's balls; it'll still grow antlers, and it'll still shed their antlers and then regrow them again. Yeah, so, I was going to ask if they shed them. Uh-huh. They will shed them and then regrow them. Um, unlike regular deer, which will never shed their antlers ever because they just keep growing in velvet forever. 
The atypicals. Yes, the atypicals. Okay. And even the ones that you, yeah, um, inject with testosterone and they grow normal antlers for a while, the second they cast off those antlers because the testosterone stops, they'll just go back into that weird that abnormal weird cycle. growth. Yeah. Okay. Um, but for reindeer, you can chop off their balls. You can cut out their ovaries. It does not affect whether the antlers grow normally and whether they shed and regrow every year. Okay. Okay. So knowing that, let's talk about antler growth in reindeer. So regular antler growth for animals that are completely intact, have all their genitalia and all that goodness. Males are ahead of the females in their same herd by a few weeks usually, but the cycle's pretty much the same up until a certain point. Males develop their antlers in the spring before and during fawning when females are giving birth. Mm -hmm. The female's antlers begin growing right after they give birth, basically. Okay. So by the fall breeding season, the bull's velvet has all been rubbed off, and then they lose their antlers in November and December, which is kind of what you'd expect based on, like, other deer. Right? The males. The males. Lose their antlers. Lose their antlers okay. in, November in November and December. Yeah, okay. Lindsay's, Lindsay's looking real excited because she thinks she's got her prediction correct. <laughs> so when the bulls lose their antlers, females still have their wrecks. <laughs> And the females that still have antlers actually become dominant, and they become the dominant forces in the herd. So by February and March, any females who are not pregnant drop their antlers, but the pregnant ones keep their antlers. Oh my God. Throughout winter until they give birth, and then they start growing new ones. Holy shit. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Isn't that Santa's really reindeer cool? were knocked up. I mean, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Wait, wait, no, 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 no. Not necessarily because okay. they, the ones that do not have a pregnancy will lose them by February and March. Okay. So, so even they if they're could, not pregnant, yeah, they could they still They could have not them. be pregnant. Okay. Here's a question I have then. What the heck is going on with reindeer, right? Yeah. Because if it's not their balls, their balls have nothing to do with it. Yeah. The females have, that have the biggest antlers are like the most dominant, the like best fit and everything okay. too. Socially, yes. I have a question. Go Why for it. do the females have antlers? Do we know? Yeah. Okay. Are you going to explain it? Yeah. So the females we think have antlers because it's it's very similar to the females in bovids that have horns. Oh. So think of like bison females and those animals. They have a lot of competition during the winter for resources like food. Yeah. And so there's a pretty good hypothesis for why the pregnant deer would retain those like big full antlers throughout their season yeah. th their breeding season while they're pregnant because then they can be the most dominant and use them as weapons to fight off other reindeer okay. for access to food they want all the mushrooms for themselves <laughs> yes for the babies i love it i wonder if hallucinogenic Stunned. mushrooms affect the growth of their oh reindeer fetuses i don't know <laughs> Like, just stoned little reindeer baby. Yeah, maybe that wasn't a variable they considered. I don't know. There should be a study. There, there should be. I don't know how you get approval for that. I'm going to Google it. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, before you Google that, let, 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 let's talk about this. So, antler growth in reindeer females, like usual, was not well studied until, like, the 90s because male biologists apparently didn't give a fuck about why... <laughs> female reindeer would have antlers and be dominant and shit. But mm -hmm. finally, in like 1999, basically 20 years ago, they were like, let's figure this out. Not long ago. Nope. Biologists. <laughs> anyway, they were like, oh, let's do a study and figure out what's going on with female reindeer 
antlers. One thing they noticed was that testosterone was low all year, so testosterone had nothing to do with the growth of female reindeer antlers. It's low all the time though, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So it's like nothing changes in testosterone, which would cause antler growth to change, basically. And that's normal for males. That's normal for for females. Females. They just have low testosterone. As far as growth and shedding, that's really, it follows the cycle of testosterone in males. Like that's when they grow their antlers. And then once it drops, that's when they're shed. Yeah. Yeah. At least for female reindeer, and I can talk, I'll talk about males in a second, but in the female reindeer, their testosterone levels pretty much stay consistent all year. So it's not testosterone. It's not testosterone. Hmm. Yes. So when they tested this in 1999, may I remind you, they found that changing the ovaries in reindeer actually did affect antler growth. Really? So here's here's the thing. Oop, I just kicked the table. So here's the thing. Even if you cut out their ovaries, remember, they still will grow and shed their antlers like normal. But what they did was they did like an, what's it called, an ovarectomy when they took out the ovaries, Take the ovaries in out. a bunch of reindeer. Yeah. And so then for a subset of that group of reindeer, they injected them with estrogens that are produced by the ovaries to kind of simulate if they still had them, mm. but they all had them removed, right? So they grew their antlers like normal. Everything was fine. And then in the ones where they didn't inject them, they actually shed their antlers as if they were not pregnant. And then the ones that were injected with false ovary estrogens or whatever, the more estrogens they had, the bigger and bulkier and stronger their antlers were. So basically in female reindeer, the estrogen controls whether they retain their antlers Hmm. and whether they get like big and hefty. Which makes sense. That Again, makes it's sense. Like evolutionarily speaking, yeah. if you're pregnant, you produce more estrogen. Yeah. And so therefore, you're more likely to have weapons to fight off all the other reindeer. That's so cool. Isn't that so freaking cool? Now, what about the males? They did a test in like 1994 or something, and the results were kind of questionable. But they did find that injecting them with high levels of testosterone caused the antler growth to be completely prohibited. Oh, so that's interesting. And that we're not sure if it corresponds to nature because it was higher levels that they injected them with than would actually occur in nature. Yeah. But there actually wasn't a lot of research I could find on this part with the males. Hmm. So it maybe correlates to like at the end of rut or something. Maybe if their testosterone levels are changing, that would affect whether they drop them or something. But it doesn't matter if they have balls, which is where the testosterone is largely produced. So yeah, kind of weird. So basically the point is with both sexes, there's some kind of like side auxiliary control mechanism for gonadal hormones Hmm. that has nothing to do with whether they even have gonads. So whatever testosterone and estrogen levels are happening in their bodies that initiate antler growth, and we don't even know a whole lot about this, it's happening outside of the, the balls and the ovaries. So it has nothing to do with the gonads. What the fuck? I know, which is totally different from every other yeah, survey. everything. It's the mushrooms. Ooh. <laughs> it's the mushrooms. <laughs> um, so yeah, chopping off reindeer balls does not stop their antlers from growing, shedding, or regenerating. And interestingly, castrated reindeer do not lose their rut behaviors either. So all of those testosterone oh and stuff are controlled like by the adrenal glands and not by the balls. That's wild. Isn't that so cool? Okay. But here's something interesting oh, that'll God. help us wrap up our little topic here. Okay. Males that are castrated during velvet, so when their antlers are in velvet, they do experience a slight change 
in their antler growth. So if you're a male reindeer and during your first or whatever, your growth of velvet, you get castrated. Here's what happens. They won't overgrow like a regular ass deer that has like crazy tangled messes of antlers, but they will not have their antlers mineralize and they will retain them until spring. Oh shit. Okay. So let's go back to our first question. Are Santa's reindeer male or female? Castrated males. <laughs> oh my God. I think kind of the jury's up a little bit. It like, might be. It might be. Oh. Um, so one of or, those things that's interesting about that is that they would retain their velvet. So I think maybe what we need to do is is just determine whether Santa's antler, or sorry, God, <laughs> Santa's reindeer are in velvet. Okay. It, and if they're in velvet, they're castrated males. But if they're not, then they're females. I'm trying to think of depictions of them. It usually I looks know. like they're in velvet. It at usually least in looks cartoons. like they're pretty velvety. And in cartoons, they do. Yeah. But yeah. And remember, in the beginning, I said that regular her, uh, teams of reindeer in the real world are often castrated males. Yeah. Hmm. That Ooh. one looks like a male. Ooh. Holy shit. <laughs> this is wild. It's it's really hard to tell. Not all these photos are very good quality. Yeah. So those look female. I don't know. What's the verdict? They're not only high; they're castrated males. <laughs> Learned so much today. Or God. female. Or female. There the could fact be a mixed that they're castrated group. would make me want to. If I were a reindeer, if I was a castrated male, I'd want to just eat all the mushrooms too. <laughs> <laughs> Soothe the loss of your balls. Yeah. At least, at least you would if still I don't have like, balls, at least I'd feel like I was flying. <laughs> and you would still be aggressive because your rut behaviors wouldn't be affected. So, so what, you could what, still why be do like, they castrate them if it doesn't change their. I don't know. That's a good behavior. question. Huh. I don't know, man. Maybe they're just generally more easygoing or something, but they still go through rut. I mean, rut would be like before winter. So maybe when you would really need rain. I don't really know how that works. I'm just <laughs> speculating. But, you know, I, I always imagine those sled teams happening during snow periods, mm -hmm. right? So I guess, you know, when it's snowy out, you could get the males. And in winter, the females that have all those big antlers and are pregnant are the more dominant, aggressive ones. So I, maybe that's why they would be the castrated males. Maybe they're a little more easygoing outside of Rhett. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But interesting. Well, that's really cool. <laughs> Basically, I think you could choose to believe whatever you want to believe because uh, they're fictional. Yep. But Rudolph could be a girl. It's true. Also, reindeer and caribou are the same thing in case nobody knew that. Yeah. Reindeer are the domesticated version and caribou are wild. Yep. They're pretty much the same. They're, but, yeah. Yeah. Yay. Well, <laughs> happy XXX mess, you guys. <laughs> um, I love it. That's that's all thanks to our producers the great plains nature center for letting us their employees talk about sex and drugs on a public podcast oh. uh, show notes are on our patreon page at patreon.com slash naughty nature email us at naughty nature at gpnc.org and the next time a big fat man in a red suit slides down your chimney or you see a bunch of reindeer pulling a sleigh with antlers in December. Or you put animal carcasses on a spike and try to create a Christmas tree. Um, just remember nature is naughty. <laughs> so is Christmas. <laughs> so is Christmas. <laughs> um,
actually <clears throat> that is interesting when I originally really cool. saw that post, it was about how uh, Santa's reindeer are all, all female, all female and all the like nerdy biologists in the comments were arguing about castration. Oh, yeah. And I was like, ooh, let's That's look into cool. that. 